Well, hello everybody. My name is Gabriela Perez and today I will be talking to you about um, some strategies to develop a culturally responsive classroom and overall to promote student engagement and success. I am an occupational therapist by trade. I'm also a physical therapist assistant. Uh, currently now I teach uh, in higher education. So one of my passions is absolutely um, being able to connect to my students. So it's not just about the mastery of the, the actual content, but it's how I deliver it. And today we're gonna take a step further and we're gonna get comfortable talking about the uncomfortable, which again, it's in terms of an individual's culture, their background, what they ate, what they, what they like, the music, um, Again, this is I am very passionate about this subject, and a lot of people don't feel com comfortable talking about it. So let's go ahead and dive into it. So first of all, thank you for signing up for my podcast. Uh, one of the objectives of, or three of the main objectives that we will explore today are, um, I want you all to be able to describe a culturally responsive teaching. What is it? How do I engage? Another thing is I want you to identify strategies to enhance uh, cultural responsiveness in your classrooms. Last but not least, I want you to be able to use some tools, uh, get some tools out of your toolbox. Uh, that way you can make this, facilitate this, and make yourself a little bit more comfortable doing this. So first of all, let's kind of explore what makes a culturally responsive classroom to promote student engagement and success. So. First of all, it starts with us, culturally responsive teaching. It starts with the, with the professor, it starts with the educator. Um, we're, we have to feel comfortable talking about this, exploring somebody's backgrounds and, and religious beliefs, political beliefs as well. Additionally, there's also strategies for engagement. So we do have to engage them. It's not just about uh, discussing it, but how do we discuss it? How are we reflective about it? and also strategies for success. So how do we make this successful? So yes, it's not that you just start talking about, oh, okay, so what is it that you and your family do during Christmas time? And then they explain it and then that's it. There's no follow-up with that. The point of that is to go ahead and tie it back to your lesson plan, okay? For instance, this is a technology class. So again, um, your background, your parents, um, how, how comfortable do they feel with technology? We I don't, I, don't, I don't think I recall anybody asking me those questions. And, and again, it's, it's very impactful. So we'll move with the first one. What is culturally responsive teaching? So according to Burnham, uh, it's strengthening a student's sense of identity. It's not just categorizing them all as one bunch, but you have a ton of each individual powerhouses, and it's very important to explore each of their strengths overall. Last but not least, it's promoting equity and inclusiveness in the classroom. So it's not just singling out the quiet just because it's their culture not to be the first one to um, raise their hand or be the first one to maybe argue or disagree. Um, but again, we want to create a safe space for those, for those positions. Um, also, uh, present the item as a problem to be solved or a question to be asked. Okay, so again, it's bringing it back on them, having them reflect on it. It's not you just coming up with that um, 
with, with that response because then it's just you and you're the superior. That's not true. This is an equal playing field. And again, I come from a different background. I come from a Hispanic uh, background. So certain things are more comfortable for me. I talk with my hands. <laughs> Some people don't talk with their hands as much, so it might be more expressive. Um, also is engaging students in course material. So as I said, uh, a lot of times, uh, even in anatomy um, and how I tie it back to occupation, we all put on our shoes a different way. We all put on a shirt or take off our shirt a different way. Um, and what do we need in terms of muscle strength, in terms of range of motion? Um, because I know some people, they just pretty much like wiggle their feet in and they're standing. Others, they sit down and they actually, um, you know, put on their shoes. Um, I would even say that in my culture and in other people's culture, Uh, in, in terms of family and family dynamics, uh, the wife will sometimes put on uh, her husband's shoes. And again, it's not that the husband can't do it or she's, she's required to do this, but she does this as an act of, or an endearing act of love and compassion. So um, sometimes even in the field, as I was teaching my clients, okay, so this is how you can help put on your shoes after maybe a total hip replacement that they weren't able to, um, they'll just answer, oh, don't worry, my wife will, does it for me. So if I didn't ask or if I didn't, you know, explore it more, then it just sounds like, well, you know what, I don't care to do it. Or I, I would take that, oh, he makes his wife do it. So again, it's just asking those questions. And that leads to the last part, but supporting our critical thinking is why, why and, and when and, and being able to explore those questions. So strategies for engagement. We do have to act, activate a student's prior knowledge. We have to um, acknowledge they, they have prior beliefs, they have prior experiences, and we want to pull them into the classroom. That way it does sound engaging, engaging and not monotone. Also making learning contextual is bringing it back to them. Um, we all eat, eat differently. We all groom differently. And again, I'm speaking in terms of occupation because that's a lot of my classes geared. So even think about pulling up your hair in a ponytail. Do you just bend forward or do you do it with pulling up your hands all the way? Um, we all do it a very different way. Also, we want to encourage students to leverage their cultural capital. We want it, You want them to bring it into the conversation. Oh, well, in my culture, we actually make food like this. Oh, okay. Does anybody make it like this, but maybe similar? Um, and again, it's just exploring those things. Um, also, you want to reconsider the classroom setup. The environment can be very, very important in just harnessing engagement um, and wanting students to feel comfortable. Maybe a more circular um, environment, or do you want to split them up into groups? Or maybe you want to split them into strategic groups that, you know, these talk a little bit too much or these don't share as much. And maybe you want to balance that out. Last but not least, you want to build relationships with your students. Again, it's being professional, but also creating that sense of humanity. Um, if I mess up on this podcast, which I have, I've said a word incorrectly, it's laughing about it and moving from it, but, but it is showing me a piece of my humanity and letting that shine through. So then we're going to go into one of my favorite topics, and that's motivation and it's engagement as an outcome of motivations. 
um, emotions influence us. So it's it's important that we do engage our students, uh, and this is highly supported in any type of literature, is we're creating that sense of flow. And in terms of flow, meaning time just goes by. Um, my main goal in every class is, or interaction is, that not one student pick up their phone because they're just so engaged in the classroom conversation and that they feel that they want to contribute to it. So we've talked about it, our culturally responsive classroom. So how do we do it? So one is learn. Learn about your students' individual cultures. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. Okay. Hey, where are you from? I hear it. Okay. I hear your accent. What's, what, what's this? Um, where, where, where did you grow up? Okay, but where did where are you coming in from? So again, is learning your students and also telling them about you as well. You like to go to sporty events. You like to do this. Again, keeping things professional, but we could still explore each other. Also adapt. Adapt your teaching to the way that your students learn. A lot of times we say, oh, these students aren't getting it. Um, oh my God, but did you ever think back, what am I not doing to get them or to engage them? Uh, last but not least, develop. Develop a connection with the most challenging students. If you feel that you can connect with them, and pretty much the sky's the limit for you if you could connect to a difficult student. Again, this is all highly supportive literature. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I hope it was a nice little tidbit. And hopefully now you'll be able to ask your students and feel a little bit more comfortable. Hey, where are you from? Thank you.